Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Geraldo is back. He was back. Listen, I was as surprised as everyone else. Haven't debated Geraldo Rivera on Fox News in, I don't know, two, three months. How long has it been? I thought he was gone forever. I did not think he was going to attempt to come back. He did last night. Little fireworks last night uh, with Geraldo about uh, January 6th. Geraldo seems confused, so I had to set him straight again. We'll get to that. Also want to get to uh, the other insurrection nobody's talking about. Yes, there was an insurrection. You may not have heard about it. Happened at the White House when Donald Trump was in charge. The reason you didn't hear about it, of course, is this inconvenient narrative for the left. And uh, the misinformation campaign by the left about COVID, masks, everything else continues. They need fear all the time. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Stand up for your digital rights today. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it because today, I would, would you agree, production crew, that this may be the most loaded show ever? Hence, we're recording a little bit late today, but you won't notice the difference. But yeah, today was loaded. Joe's been cutting stuff all morning. He, Justin, working hard. So let's get right to it. Listen, it doesn't matter what your politics are or who you voted for. Everyone should have the right to express themselves freely. Sadly, the big tech monopoly has instead opted for silencing tactics and censorship. Big tech has been all over me. They've been all over everyone. Who knows what they're doing with your data? We just saw this PayPal thing. PayPal's uh, uh, trying to uh, accumulate data to fight hate and extremism, which means you. Listen, protect your data today. Fight back. Use a VPN. Go to ExpressVPN. We're getting enormous feedback about ExpressVPN. People love it. You ever wonder how these free-to-access tech giants make their money? By selling you, tracking your searches and all your sensitive data, and then selling it. When you use the ExpressVPN app on your computer or phone, you anonymize your online presence when you hide your IP address. They do that for you. Makes your activity difficult to trace and sell. What's more, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and cyber criminals. What I like most is how easy it is to use. It takes one click, that's all, and protects all your devices. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET and Wired. Revoke big tech's right to your data. Secure your internet with the VPN I trust for online protection. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait anymore. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get three extra months free with my exclusive link. Expressvpn.com slash Bongino right now to learn more. All right, Joe, let's go. Joe's <laughs> excited. Geraldo's back. Yeah. So Geraldo. His backlash, as my mother-in-law calls him, Geraldo. Um, so Geraldo is back, my neighbor over there in, uh, in Palm City. Uh, he's, he's Geraldo, too. We're surrounded by Geraldos. He was back last night. It was good to see him back. I missed those spicy debates. Um, and he came back and wanted to blame Donald Trump on my Hannity appearance last night for uh, January 6th. And, I, and folks, I'm confused. I'm, I'm, I'm confused about what the left's narrative is. Because both of these things can't be true at the same time, correct? Let's try to use reason. Again, leftists tune out. This is reason and logic time. That's not your thing. So this is to the normal people out there. We're going to try to use reason and logic, correct? I've heard two separate distinct narratives about January 6th that cannot possibly be true at the same time. The first narrative, that this was a planned insurrection, the most dangerous attack on American soil since 9-11, that this was, you know, the, this planned group of anti-government lunatics. So they planned it. But then the second narrative is that this insurrection that wasn't planned was inspired and sparked by Donald Trump. So, again, guys, ladies, I'm just asking to use reason and logic here. Try to put, it to, put aside for a moment leftist lunatics. Try to put aside your pre-existing notions of what you think happened and just use reason for a moment. Both of those things can't be true. If it was planned, meaning it was going to happen anyway, then how is it that Donald Trump instigated it and sparked it? Guys, anyone here? Is this a crazy question? Oh, no. Again, are we not allowed to ask these questions? I mean, because when you tell me I'm not allowed, I ask it twice. So I'm, I'm, again, I'm just checking. How is that? So Geraldo is going, it goes back and forth between these as well. Now he's sticking with line number two that, no, it's definitely Donald Trump who sparked the insurrection, despite Donald Trump saying in his speech that day, January 6th, at the Stop the Steal rally, despite clearly saying, I can play this beat, I don't need to play it, you all heard it. Donald Trump said, march on the Capitol peacefully and patriotically. That's not open for dispute. Trump said it. You can look at the transcript. Go march on the Capitol peacefully and patriotically. How exactly that's instigating violence um, 
I, I don't understand. So I took on Geraldo about this last night. Some of you missed this. Uh, here's about a minute from it. But check this out, because, again, they can't seem to settle on a narrative. Either it was a planned insurrection or Trump instigated it. Check this out. I supported President Trump until the period following the election leading okay. up to the despicable events of January 6th. On Fine. January that's, 6th, that's, we brought, he did we bring something you on for, for your which opinion. he owes the American Bongino. people, the world, and history an apology. And we need well, answers Geraldo on is, these five. Uh, we need yeah. answers on all of it. Geraldo, uh, but Dan Bongino. Yeah. Geraldo's wrong uh, on both fronts, profoundly wrong. Um, how the president, I, I have his transcript of what he said, we're going to go march to the Capitol peacefully and patriotically is inciting a riot, um, is, is quite confusing. I, I don't know if you need a, th a thesaurus, a dictionary. I, I don't know where you get, why you're just making that up. I mean, I don't understand. Like, the narrative goes back and forth between this was a planned insurrection to then Trump incited an insurrection, despite the fact that Trump said, go march peacefully and patriotically. Again, I don't know why you're making that up. And I, and I, get, oh, I was a friend to President Trump. Well, with friends like you, you know, who needs enemies? I mean, that's being a friend. Friend to Trump. It's uh, quite the friend. Guy says, go march peacefully and patriotically. You accuse him of inciting a riot. That's incredible, considering that leftists actually incite riots and have incited an insurrection at the White House all the time. And nobody seems to want to talk about that. Well, we are going to talk about it, because here's the thing. Um, I have actual principles like many of you and the left doesn't. Again, I've said it before. I say it again. I'll say it now. I'll say it loud and proud. Um, I do not and will never in any way support attacks on police officers. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't even know. Does that even require explanation? I do not. Condemn them in absolute terms. Full stop, period, full stop. If there ever was a full stop, that's it. But it's really odd because the left seems to only want to talk about January 6th where a small group of people were involved in some, uh, an incident up there a couple that did not reflect well on the movement at all. But my principles on this are clear. But what's weird is the left's principles aren't. They claim to want to defend the police despite uh, trying to defund the police and attacking the police, calling them racist, systemically racist for still doing it today. But now all of a sudden they find a convenient narrative in January 6th. They find a very convenient narrative there. And they don't want to talk about the other insurrection. Well, this is the insurrection we're going to talk about because this happened too. If you're going to talk about, quote, insurrections, it was not an insurrection, but there was a real insurrection at the White House during the George Floyd BLM. BLM is a Marxist terror group. Um, they tried to overthrow the White House. Yeah, that happened. That happened. They don't want to talk about this. You know how I know that? I have friends in the Secret Service. Obviously, I worked there for a long time. It's relevant to this because I received a bunch of texts from friends the next day after the George Floyd BLM riots at the White House. You know, the BLM, the Marxist terror group, as I said before, and I'll say again, they were at the White House that night. I had friends who were hurt. I have a very personal friend who was hurt pretty bad. They were attacked. They were spit on. There were racial epithets thrown at them. They were, there were things thrown at them all night. And some of my friends had text, uh, texted me that night who were at the White House. Of course, Trump was in the White House at the time. You remember that when he was taken to the bunker? That you have no idea how bad it got. That they were genuinely concerned about the fence line being compromised at the White House and a bunch of BLM terrorists storming the White House with Trump inside. They were genuinely concerned. These are not political guys that texted me and messaged me. They were not political at all. These are just friends who were deeply concerned because the rules of engagement were unclear. What do you do? Not unclear. I don't want to be, um, I don't want to, I want to be precise here because it matters. I'm telling you that the so-called insurrection at the White House with, uh, at the Capitol, there was a real insurrection at the White House. They almost stormed that fence if it weren't for the dedicated work and some backup of Secret Service officers, Park Police and others that came in as reinforcements. And the question at the White House was an obvious one. Think about it. What do you do if BLM terrorists jump the fence line and storm the White House? What do you do? No, I'm asking you think about it for a second. You may think you know. But having done this in my prior line of work, it's a serious question. You're an agent or a uniformed division officer at the front of the White House the night that hundreds of BLM terrorists started attacking Secret Service, setting the place on fire. I'll give you the video in a minute. 
trying to burn the place to the ground, attacking police officers and throwing things. They get over the fence, 10 or 20 of them. What do you do? You thought about it? You shoot them? Come on, no one's going to do that. Unarmed protesters jumping the fence. They're going to shoot unarmed protesters. So what do you do? Tell them to stop? These are the same people who were attacking people outside and trying to burn the... I'm, I'm asking a serious question, not a hypothetical. What do you do? Tell them to stop or I'll say stop again. What do you use foul language? You better effing stop. Like, what, 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 what's, what do you do? So you're, you're at the front of the White House. Most of your assets are outside. They get past, say, two or three dogs. What do they do? Now they get inside. Now they get inside and set a fire. Then what? Well, they set a fire. Then you may be talking deadly force. But say they try to run upstairs. What, what do you do? What do you, what do you do? I know you think you have easy answers, but you don't. There was a real insurrection that happened at the White House, but no one wants to talk about that because Donald Trump was in the White House. And it was more convenient for them to make fun of Donald Trump. Oh, Bunker Boy, he's taken down to the bunker. That was, that was what the left was talking about. Yeah, you want some video? I had three videos, but because we use a lot in the audio. By the way, I forgot to put my watch on the beginning of the show. Some of you may have caught that. I'm like, oh, you didn't have a watch it. Yes. So I played that, uh, uh, we played that Geraldo thing and then I put my watch on. So I don't want to confuse. We didn't tape these on different days or anything. <laughs> but I had a, you saw that show? I had a bunch of caught. He's a continuity specialist. I had a bunch <laughs> of video of this, them trying to burn the White House down. But candidly, it's all the same. It's BLM terrorists in front of the White House, setting fires, ripping down barricades, trying to kill and basically hurt Secret Service agents as they try to storm the White House. Uh, here's just one of them. This is fascinating. This is the insurrection again at the White House when Trump was in charge. They don't want to talk about it. Check this out. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that, did you? Maybe there's more. If you go to Benny Johnson's uh, Twitter feed, Benny Johnson has a, uh, a thread showing about, I don't know, five, six, or seven videos of BLM terrorists trying to uh, burn down the White House. So you, you didn't hear about that insurrection, did Because it's an inconvenient political narrative. Therefore, I'll start where I, I'll end where I began on this. These people have zero credibility. They're not talking about insurrections. They don't care about police officers. They don't care about the Capitol Police. They don't care. They care about a political narrative. Whereas I can universally condemn Violence against law enforcement. No problem at all. No problem whatsoever. No cognitive dissonance at all. They can't do it. They can't. They can't condemn violence against law enforcement because they hate law enforcement. They only want to talk about the Capitol, not the insurrection that happened at the White House when Trump was in charge. They don't want to talk about this either. They talk about political attacks, political insurrections. What about the attacks outside the White House the night of the RNC? The Republican National Convention. Now, I wouldn't call that so much an insurrection. Believe me, I would call the attack on the White House of the BLM riots. Um, I would call that an insurrection 100% of the time. Um, but this is just political violence in general, which the left claims to care about. But they don't care as long as it's directed at Rand Paul. Remember this? Outside of the White House, Rand Paul and his wife being attacked. Check this one out. So you'll notice here they try to attack Rand Paul and the cops protecting Rand Paul. I uh, haven't heard anything from the Democrats about that one. Again, I thought they were against political violence and attacks on police officers, which, again, I am universally against to be on the record for the fifth time this show. Again, my Secret Service friends, many of them were injured upwards of 50 the night of the insurrection at the White House, too. But again, they say they're against attacks on police officers while condemning police officers for being racist to leftists, which is kind of an odd moment there. I don't know how they square that circle. 
But here was a report from Fox News, in case you think I'm making this up, about the injuries to the Secret Service the night of the insurrection at the White House. The left doesn't want to talk about Check this out. Brett Baer is reporting tonight that more than 50 Secret Service agents have been injured in some way. We don't know the severity of those injuries. We're going to continue to try to track that down. They're on the front lines. This is what they do. They're directly in uh, contact there with the protesters. And as you said, they're not going to give up the White House. That is not going to happen. So if you both can stand by, we're going to take a quick break. We'll bring you back here to Washington and update you on what we're seeing. These fires within sight tonight of the White House. Yeah, no, again, no, that's in the insurrection nobody wants to talk about. Tell your leftist friends to shut their pie holes until they want to seriously talk. When they want to have a conversation about political violence and attacks on police officers, a principled one, we'll have it. It's what about it? Yes, it is what about You are correct. That's not an insult. It is what aboutism. It's what about principles? Because whereas we, again, stand universally against these things that will devastate our constitutional republic, tax on cops, political violence, you don't on the left. You don't. You pick political narratives you want and pick and choose what you want to discuss. We'll talk about what we want here. Here's the last one, by the way, for those of you who missed this. There's a couple bleeps in here because the guy's calling my wife the B word. I was there that night with Rand Paul. I left when he did. We went out of a different ent- exit than him. And uh, but, but this is just a fraction of what happened, by the way. It was the time my wife, this is my wife's cell phone. These are, there's about 20 of them. You can only see a few. You see a guy on a bike and some crazy woman there. But there's about 20 of them following me and a bunch of Border Patrol agents out of the White House. And the first guy uh, wants to basically attacks my wife. Uh, not physically. I don't want to, you know, he, I would have probably killed him if he did. Um, so, sorry, but that just would have happened. Um, but then the guy says, is that your B wife? Check this out. This one. He watches other, but he can't. He's very angry inside. You're embarrassed. Is that your wife? Is that your wife? Is that your wife? I don't care. Is that your wife? Watch my shoulder. Watch my shoulder. There you go. This this is BLM. That's BLM and Antifa. Misogynistic, racist, bigoted, terrorist pigs. 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 I would have killed that guy if he touched my wife, killed him and gladly spent the time defending myself. Got enough money for lawyers, would have been happy to provide one. I would have killed him. I'm not kidding. I would have done it right there if he would have touched my wife. It would have been his last breath on planet Earth. You're going to attack my wife? I'm going to defend her. But he didn't have the guts to do that. He only had the guts to ride on a bike with his 20 buddies behind him asking me if that's my Itch, wife, you know what I mean. Notice at the end, by the way, he talks about cancel culture. As I'm telling him, good, watch the show tomorrow because I'm going to talk about you. You're going to cancel. I'm going to put you on the show tomorrow. Notice how he references that. So notice how these misogynistic pigs, these racist, bigoted, terrorist, fascists, and BLM, Marxists as well, and Antifa, notice how they refer to women. These are your guys. These are your guys. You support BLM. They were there. I was there. Don't t- that's my that's our camera. That's my wife's cell phone camera right there. You're going to tell me that didn't happen. Was that faked? What is that? A deep fake video? That's a BLM guy. And is all his little uh, clowns following me and Border Patrol people back asking if my wife is is that word. Are you guys proud of that? Can you imagine doing that if you were a conservative following a bunch of liberals out and asking them if that was their Itch wives. Imagine that. Imagine how crazy you have to be. But again, speaking of cancel culture, notice how he references cancel culture. Because this is a, this is what bigots, fascists, and misogynists do. They use cancel culture because they think you won't put them on your show. They think they're, they're so confident they'll cancel you while calling your wife the B word. That when you tell them to watch the show, they're like stunned. They reference cancel culture. Like that could never happen to me because I'm a protected class. Well, you are. I was at a meeting last night. Cancel culture kicked in, too. Let me get to that in a second. Let me get to my second sponsor first. It was fascinating what happened last night. I want to show you how much cancel culture has infected our society. Hey, you guys hear me talk every week about how I love all the MyPillow products. They're terrific. Uh, MyPillow now is changing the game with their six-piece towel set. The set is made up from USA cotton. It's extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two baths two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailing for $109.99. 
But for a limited time, you can get this set for the low price of $39.99. They sent me some. They really do work. Super absorbent. Take them everywhere. It's over 60% in savings. Always remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You have nothing to lose. Check out their slippers, too. They're, <laughs> they're pretty awesome. They come in a variety of colors and sizes. The best towels I've used in a long time. You've heard me talk about my pillow's amazing pillow and she pillows and sheets. They have perfect. They perfected the towel business as well. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code Dan at checkout or call 800-951-7163. You'll receive this amazing six piece towel set for just $39.99. We got to support companies that uh, support us. That's mypillow.com. Enter Dan by clicking on that radio listener square or call 800-951-7163. Tell them Dan sent you. That's 800-951-7163. Check them out. All right. So back to the show. So I was at a meeting last night in my town. I live in Sewell's Point, Florida. I probably shouldn't say that given all the leftist maniacs out there, but it's, you know what? I got to fight the fight. So that's where I live. So we have a, a bunch of county commissioners down here. One of them is very good. This guy, James Campo, who's spectacular, uh, gave a speech last night. Uh, about taxes and why, uh, you know, hiking taxes is a fool's errand. So uh, for some reason, they are uh, commissioners down here in a relatively conservative area of Florida, and they want to oh, they want to almost double our taxes. So not that my personal town issues are your business, but I, you know, because I don't speak with forked tongue, I go out and do it myself. I mean, I've been an activist at heart. You'll see me at rallies, at conservative meetings, at Turning Point USA events, whenever I ran for office myself. So I went out last night and spoke out. My, I was very, by the way, I was very proud of my wife. She's not, she doesn't like speaking in public. It's not that she can. She was an executive at a, at a, you know, a relatively large operation in DC, but she just doesn't like it. But she got up last night at the meeting, which was packed by the way, because we had put it out on my Facebook page to all the town residents to go there and speak out against this abhorrent, grotesque money grab from the citizens here. And my wife did a great job. I was really proud. I did, I did one of these. When she was done, she was actually better than me. <laughs> Much better, I thought. But it was interesting what happened at the end, how it relates to this show. I mentioned the cancel culture thing at the end, not as a, an intentional segue, but because it's this cancel culture is infecting everything. So the place is packed. They probably get no more than five, six people at these uh, town meetings ever. I'm walking out, and when I leave, most of the people leave with me, which I didn't want. I wanted them to stay, but they came. A lot of them came out with me. Which is, which is fine. I, I get it. They want to like, say hello and stuff. But a bunch of them came up to me who didn't speak. And they said, listen, I'm with you 100%. This tax hike is grotesque. And I got back in the car and I said to my wife, I'm like, that's incredible. Like only like four or five people spoke out against the tax increase and maybe two spoke out for it. And a couple of them, I, I, I didn't ask them because I didn't want to get into details. But I swear they didn't talk because I think they were afraid of being canceled. I'm not kidding. Think about it. Like you live in a town, they mismanage a ton of projects. It's, it's horrible what they did. It, it, I mean, it's, it's embarrassing. It's not worth the time in the show, how badly they embarrass themselves actually bragging about the mismanagement, but you live in the town too. You're the taxpayer. And it's like, you're afraid to say something because I, someone may videotape you or something and put it out on the internet. It gets a tax hike. I wasn't all, but I'm pretty sure a few of them who said that, were really, I think, worried that they would be canceled. Or, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is the craziest thing I have ever seen. Because what happens then? The mayor of the town is convinced people want this. I'm telling you, they don't. I get emails every single day. People see me in public. Thank you for speaking out against this tax hike. Nobody says, hey, that's a terrible idea. We need a tax hike. Nobody. I've had probably 50 people. This is honest, It's a small town. Say to me how much, and, and no, they don't want to say anything. I, I don't, I, I, the cancel culture infection, folks, I, is leading to, as I said with Adam Carolla on my Fox show this weekend, it is leading to this prison of the mind. And once the prison of the mind, where we all start to self-censor because we're afraid of what government and their deputies are going to do to crush our lives. Does it matter if you live in a de facto totalitarian society? You, I mean, a de jure one, because you already live in a de facto one. Meaning by law, you're not allowed to talk. What does it matter if the law says it, if you're not allowed to talk because you won't talk because you're afraid of being canceled? Either way, the effect is the same. You self-censor and say nothing. 
Speaking of cancel culture, the fascist speech police are back. They need fear. I have put out truth about coronavirus and the Delta variant, and the fascists are back. They hate it. The left is fascist now. They are fascist communists. Um, they need fear. They love this coronavirus outbreak because the coronavirus outbreak spreads fear. And everyone is forfeited over their money, their freedom. They forfeited over common sense on the left. So they need the coronavirus and the face diaper mandates to continue because they need fear. I've said that a thousand times. No need to relitigate that. But the people are trying to talk sense into the public. Me, other conservative commentators out there, they don't like that. So there's a new group founded. It's a group of, um, of, of tyrants, totalitarian speech police, um, led by a uh, Heidi Byrick. This is Heidi Byrick. She wants everyone to check out this new group called the Real Facebook Oversight Board that's pressuring Facebook to delete my page. So here's Heidi Byrick. She seems like a sane person. Believe me, that's dripping with sarcasm. Check this out. I just want to say that it, if the real Facebook Oversight Board wasn't spending its time pushing these issues into the public domain about COVID misinformation, the faults of the Facebook Oversight Board, and so many other issues, we wouldn't be able to grab the public attention that we have. So I think that people should read the quarterly harms report and get educated about the kinds of things that Facebook is injecting into our society. Misinformation. Notice how she uses that. What about Kamala Harris when, uh, with the vaccine misinformation? What about Fauci about the masks? I got video on that later. What about Rochelle Walensky pushing misinformation right now about the lethality of the virus? What about the left who got the r naught and the fatality rate of it wrong? What about PCR tests? What about, what about the misinformation about Ron DeSantis in Florida with the whistleblower? She's not talking about any of that real misinformation. She's talking about people like me on my Facebook who put out actual information because she's a tyrant. And a totalitarian loser nutbag. They're, these are tyrants. They want the prison of the mind because they're tyrants. Okay. So she wants us to back this group, Real Facebook Oversight Board. It's a group of tyrants working with Media Matters. I'll get to them in a second. But here's some of their tweets from yesterday. This stuff is hilarious. The RFOB in our report identified these five known disinformation super spreaders. You think she'd be talking about Kamala Harris, Anthony Fauci, um, even Jerome Adams, who's been going crazy with the nonsense about masks lately. She says these super spreaders, uh, their, their posts are frequently number one. Who does she have on there? There you go. Dan Bongino, uh, Ben Shapiro, Franklin Graham, Sean Hannity, and Fox News. Odd how the real super spreaders, Kamala Harris and others, aren't really on there. This is a partisan attack. It has nothing to do with disinformation, misinformation, whatever they want to call it. These are totalitarian fascists, nothing more. Here's the LOL moment. Um, the real Facebook oversight board says that Facebook better tweak its algorithm. You know, it did so after the election. And the top 10 posts came from CNN, NPR, and New York Times. Who they, <laughs> they hilariously cite as high-quality news sources. These are the PP hoaxers. These are the Nikki Haley drapes people. These are the people who said the Wuhan, Wuhan lab leak was a conspiracy theory. These guys. These are the... <laughs> this is the real, fa real Facebook oversight board. Here's another one. They say they're working with, in their third tweet, a media matters for America to attack President Trump and make sure he doesn't run ads because they're tired. They're totalitarian. They're fascists. Okay, that's what they do. None of this is surprising. It's not based on disinformation. They're just fascists. They want to torture and punish you. That's what they want to do. They're fascists. These are evil, violent, totalitarian, aggressive people. Okay, so it's interesting. They're working with media matters for America. Here's a media matters for America press release the other day um, showing how they're leading the charge. Uh, this is a medium. Angelo Corazon talks to Molly slow. She goes by Molly junk fast, but she's very slow, very stupid person about how Facebook's recommendation engine is serving people extreme content. So Angelo Corazon from media matters is working with the real Facebook oversight board to suppress actual COVID information in favor of misinformation by the left. Ah, that, that's, that's just fascinating. Isn't that church lady style? Isn't that special? Why? Because Angelo Corazon is a known bigot. Oh, Dan, you're making that up. No, I'm not. I use Angelo Corazon's own words. You ever read this article in Daily Caller? It'll be up in my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. So Media Matters is working to kick me and others off Facebook telling you the truth about COVID. Yet the Media Matters president wrote blog posts. This is Angelo Corazon, known bigot and uh, anti-Semite, by the way, a known bigot. He wrote Media Matters. Uh, he wrote blog posts about Japs, the Jewry, and trannies? the head of media matters that can't be let's see from the 
Oh, this is, is it, maybe make a daily caller. Peter Hassan's a good reporter. But Angelo Corazon has his own track record of inflammatory statements. Corazon's now defunct blog included degrading references to trannies, Jewry, and Bangladeshis, according to records maintained by the Internet Archive's Wayback Machine. Angelo Corazon of Media Matters, known bigot, posted a lengthy diatribe in November 2005 about a Bangladeshi man who was robbed by a gang of transvestites, as Corazon described it. Corazon was defended that the gang was described as attractive in the article. Yeah, I'm just hacked like Joy Reid. Joe, Joe, you on that case? I put you on this assignment months ago to find out who hacked Joy Reid's blog. You've given yeah. me no information. I'm Useless. Still working on Get on this one, too. <laughs> or you're out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, folks. It's a joke. And I'll get emails. Everybody loves Joe. It's a joke. Just like Joe Biden, who wiped my butt is a joke. Or my butt. We'll get to that in a minute, too. Oh, yeah. So that's just strange. So the real Facebook oversight board is working with a known bigot at Media Matters, Angelo Corazon, who doesn't like Jews, transgender people, or, quote, Japs. That's, uh, that, 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 that one's hard to... Get my arms or square that circle there. Yeah, yes. But uh, let me just throw out a little warning to the real Facebook oversight board here and Heidi Byrick or whoever and known anti-Semite bigot Angelo Corazon. Um, you guys can't win. I want you to get my page banned. Listen to what I'm telling you. I, this is, I'm not saying this to be silly or coy. I, I want you to succeed and ban my page for telling the truth about COVID. Because, again, when you do it, it'll prove my point that Facebook is working with bigots to suppress conservative content based purely on politics. You can't possibly win. There is no scenario by which you win this. I want you to have my pay. Listen to me. I would not say this on a show that reaches millions of people a day if I didn't mean it. I want you to succeed because when it does, I'm going after each and every one of you and you're not going to have a way out to say, oh no, Dan's page wasn't really suppressed. I want you to succeed. I have the numbers. I know exactly what you're doing. I want your emails. I want to know who in the government you're working with. Once we get to the disclosure phase of the lawsuit, you're going to have to tell us who emailed you, who demanded it. I want your emails with Angelo Corazon and Media Matters, a known bigot, anti-Semite. I want them all, and I want the public to see every one of them. You will be named personally. You can't win. There's no winning. You ban it, I win. You don't ban it, I get the truth out. Either way, I win. It's not a threat. It's a promise for me. I want you to win. You prove my point. You will prove my point once and for all. But we have Obi-Wan Kenobi. You strike me down. You will always make me strong. We need Obi-Wan. <laughs> Was that Alec Guinness in that movie? Alec Guinness. He's a great actor, man. It's funny because he always remember, he's always remembered for Obi-Wan, but he had a great acting career. All right, I'm going to get to more misinformation in a moment. Um, bigoted Angela Corazon, anti-Semite for Media Matters. He's not concerned about this misinformation. I'm going to play Fauci with giving every possible answer on masks. Uh, Rachel Walensky from the CDC giving out obvious misinformation. Um, Geraldo gave out more inf misinformation yesterday and medical schools losing their minds. I got to get to this. So it's a big news day, like I said. Maybe on the radio show, we'll wrap up the whole thing because I got a ton. Of I haven't even got to page two yet. Hey, Omaha Steaks. I love Omaha Steaks. Huge steak guy. Omaha Steaks, my favorite. Put them on the grill. You get those little grill lines. I like a little pink inside. You can cut these babies open with a plastic butter knife. They are that tender, but they're delicious. You got to have tender and delicious. They have both, Omaha. They have an amazing limited time offer for my listeners. When you go to omahasteaks.com and enter code Bongino in the search bar, you'll be able to order a summer grill pack for just $99.99. Here's what your order will include. They are delicious. Eight filet mignons. Again, plastic butter knife, tender and delicious. Eight filet mignon burgers. These burgers taste like a steak on a bun. They're ultra lean. They pack a bold, intense, beefy flavor. They are it's absolutely free. You will never eat another burger again. Don't wait. Order today for your next summer barbecue for $99.99. You'll get 28 of Omaha Steaks' favorite entrees. Four bacon wrap filets. Four premium boneless chicken breasts. Four boneless pork chops. You getting hungry? Eight gourmet jumbo franks. I like a little mustard, a little sauerkraut on that. Plus the all-time favorite made from scratch, caramel apple tartlets. These are delicious. I had to give a few away the other day to a friend who wanted some. 
delicious. Came back, told me how great they were. Omaha Steaks signature seasoning packet and eight free filet mignon burgers for only $99.99. It's incredible savings at 59% savings. These packages sell out fast. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use keyword Bongino in that search bar and order a summer grill pack today. That's omahasteaks.com. Keyword Bongino for a 59% savings and eight free delicious filet mignon burgers. Absolutely fantastic. Check it out today. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. You'll love it. Speaking of misinformation, again, the real Facebook oversight board, Heidi Byrick, who, again, seems sane, um, and uh, a known bigot anti-Semite, Angela Corazon from Media Matters, known bigot, they don't really care about that, just like Joy Reid with her homophobic blog post. She says the FBI is investigating. They're not after real misinformation. Um, here's Dr. Fauci. Again, I've been consistent on masks the whole time. You want to wear it? You think it works? Go ahead and wear it. <laughs> I, I'm not convinced at all based on actual data. Pretty consistent, right? Here's Fauci giving every single possible answer on masks. This is two minutes, but it is absolutely worth your time because Fauci won't be attacked for giving out misinformation at all. Check this out. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we but have- it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there? Of course. And- you do not need to wear a mask indoors if in fact you've been vaccinated. But good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. That if in fact you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The, 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 The pediatric, the Academy of Pediatric, actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks. Uh, from two years old onward. And you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't, not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Because now okay. the CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two masks is better than one mask, but you don't have to have double masks. Is, is that right? I mean, you know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And then you want it to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it, if you would like to, is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here where you could get leakage in is much better contained. Are you a double masker, Dr. Fauci? Look like you are. <laughs> We're all laughing. I can't get over. <laughs> and we're again, we're supposed to trust these people. They can't get their own story straight. And and, and and please spare me if you're a leftist. Well, you know, it's a new virus. We know the means of viral transmission and a respiratory virus. You know what it is? Respiration, the breathing process. Masks are not new. Masks have been around forever. Please stop telling me like this is new. We don't know. No, we know. But notice how the CDC, you know, let me just answer the question for you. You may be saying, why? Why is Dr. Fauci taking literally every possible stance he could? Everyone, wear it, don't wear it, wear two, wear two. Why is he taking it? Because Dr. Anthony Fauci is not acting as a medical professional. He's not. His advice is based clearly on politics at this point. Licks his finger, and that's why. Political winds are in the favor of masks. You better recommend masks. Political winds are not in the favor of masks. Tell them they don't need to wear it. It doesn't matter what they do or don't do. Notice how there's no confusion about an accepted medical procedure or mitigation measure or treatment like, let's say, casting a broken bone. You break your arm in half. It's pretty much universally casted, right? Because everybody agrees it works. Like No one goes, oh, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Put crazy glue on it. Nobody. Well, why the confusion on men? There is no confusion. The medical community knows it'll do very little, if anything, to prevent you from acquiring this virus. They're just making the decision based on politics. That's why. That's why. Instead of just telling you the obvious, listen, this thing might not help you prevent getting COVID much, but if you want to wear it, go ahead and give it a shot. They won't say the obvious because they lick their finger and Fauci's a politician because he's weak. He's weak. 
Just like the people in the government yesterday that came out with the new ridiculous guidance that K-12 kids should be wearing masks despite almost no evidence at all, not almost, no evidence, that this is a persistently lethal virus for kids. None. They have no evidence of that at all. They're just making it up, folks. They're just making it up as they go along. You know what? Can we go out of order a little bit? Can we put the Caitlin Collins tweet up and, uh, excuse me, Rochelle Walensky from the CDC? I just want to show you again how misinformation about COVID is exclusively a domain of the left. Meanwhile, these these fascists um, at RFOB and others and uh, bigots like Angelo Corso and continue to attack us, despite the fact that we tell you the truth and have been consistent from the start, consistently on the right side of this. Here's Caitlin Collins, uh, CNN hack, pretends to be a journalist. She used to write about like Justin Bieber stories at the Daily Caller once, I think. That was her thing before she became a little reporter. So here's Caitlin Collins on Twitter. She's uh, citing Rochelle Walensky of the CDC. If you look at more at the mortality rate of COVID just this past year for children, it's more than twice the mortality rate that we see in influenza in a given in a, in a given year. It is. That that's crazy because uh, I went to Phil Kirpin. I always go to him his Twitter feed for information because he's a truth teller, and he actually has the influenza mortality rate for kids, and he compares it to the CDC data where they say it's more than twice. Did they say that on a tweet? Did they say more than twice on that? Go back to that again. I just want to make sure I get this right. So Rochelle Walensky from the CDC, yes, says it's more than twice. The COVID mortality rate is twice that of influenza in a given year. So let's go back to the CDC data. Notice what she has to do here. One, she just makes it up because it's not more than twice in any year. So we see 2019-2020 deaths from the flu from uh, kids 0 to 4, 254 deaths if you're 0 to 4. This is from last year, 5 to 17, 180, and 0 to 17, 434. So COVID should be 0 to 4, 500, 5 to 17, well over 300, uh, and 0 to 17 should be around 900. Uh, let's see. The data says 47, hmm. 77, and 124. And then when you adjust it for over-ascertainment, the number is actually 31, 50, and 81. Hmm. Notice what she does, though, because, again, we believe in data. She goes back to 2013, 2014, and a, a very unaggressive flu season where the data was 74 deaths, 0 to 4, 56 deaths, 5 to 17, and 130 for 0 to 17, a year where the flu was extremely mild. And then she compares it to data from this year, from the, from the past year, 2019, 2017, the, the 31 adjusted 50 and 81. And she's like, well, it's kind of close because if you unadjust it, it's 47, 77, 124. Do you see the desperation on these people's faces when you bring actual, again, I know that data, Heidi Byrick, who seems sane, and bigot Angelo Corazon, I know that data bothers them that they had to go to the least aggressive flu season. The numbers still don't add up. For them, they had to do that. Why do they do it? Because they need you scared and terrified all the time. That's why they want this show banned. Because when I give you the actual data and information, they hate it. Because the data shouldn't scare you. It should cause you to be vigilant. It's a serious virus. I just heard a horror story yesterday. I was at the, um, I was at the doctor. I have to go back to the oncologist once in a while. I had to get, I had to flush out the port in my chest because, you know, it's in this big vein. You can get blood, very rare, but if you don't flush it out every six months, they put a little heparin in there, you can get a blood clot. Those of you who have a port in your chest, the chemo port, you know what I mean. You have to flush it once in a while just to be safe. So I, my oncologist is a great guy. So is Heather, his nurse, my doc, Ayanati. He, he's a good guy, so I don't think he cares that I mentioned his name. But he's a great guy. And, you know, we were in there chatting, and I heard a horror story in there yesterday. I'm going to tell you who it is, but... So, this is serious. I got a friend, like I said, who's, who's suffering really bad uh, from COVID right now. Be vigilant. Don't be scared. There's a difference. Smart people are vigilant. There are risks all the time. There are risks from flying. There are risks from car. You don't get in a car. You put on your seatbelt, right? You put on why? Because this is a safe thing to do. You don't get in a car accident. I like cars with airbags. Why? Because I don't want to die. I've been in vicious car accidents. Like a lot of them, unfortunately. You get on a plane, you see the mechanic outside 
saying and telling the other guy, hey, we're out of oil. I'm getting off that plate. Why? Because I'm vigilant. I'm not crazy. I'm vigilant, right? Flu season, I see people coughing. I walk away. That doesn't look good. You're looking antisocial. I don't care. I'm vigilant. But I don't live my life in fear. You understand these leftists, the, the not sane Heidi Breirich and bigot Angelo Corazon? They want to make sure the data I just gave you doesn't get out there because they want you terrified all the time. Not vigilant. They need you terrified. That's how they take your money. That's how they take your freedom. And that's how society collapses. And that's what, that's what they want. They can't challenge the data I just gave you because it's from the CDC. They'll have it banned anyway. They'll fact check that the Excel spreadsheet had the wrong size columns. That'll be next. Let me get to my last sponsor and just debunk another piece of misinformation Geraldo put out yesterday. Not on the hit with me, but on the five. He's not really uh, good with the data stuff. That's not his thing. Um, MD Hearing Aid. You're not hearing conversations at dinner? MD Hearing Aid. It is an FDA-registered digital hearing aid that costs a fraction of what a lot of those overpriced typical hearing aids cost. The average price of a hearing aid in America is over $2,400 a pair. But MD Hearing Aid's Volt Plus model is just $299.99 each when you buy a pair. I get a lot of emails about MD Hearing Aid, so pay close attention to the website. I get a ton of you. We answer them back, but this will help you a lot. That's nearly 90% less for their hearing aids. MD Hearing Aid was founded by an ENT surgeon who saw how many of his patients needed hearing aids, but they couldn't afford them. He made it his mission to develop a quality hearing aid that anyone can afford. About 95% of people who need a hearing aid only require a few settings. Do you know that? MD hearing aids simplified the need for certain components not needed by most people. Their sleek design fits so well, no one will even notice you're wearing them. Plus, it's rechargeable with a battery life that lasts up to 30 hours. The Volt Plus is waterproof and up to three feet of water. My dad wears these. He loves them. No prescription or doctor's appointment needed. You buy it directly from them with audiologists and licensed hearing aid specialists available seven days a week. They offer a 45-day risk-free trial. That's a 100% money-back guarantee. You can buy them with total confidence. My father uses them. He loves them. Battery life goes on for, for he, forever. He loves them. Huge fan. 30-hour battery life. It's time to reclaim your life from hearing loss. Go to mdhearingaid.com slash Bongino and use promo code Bongino to get their buy one, get one, $299.99 each offer. Plus, they're adding a free extra charging case, $100 value just for listeners of my show. So head to mdhearingaid.com slash Bongino and use our promo code Bongino. Or you can even call, scroll down a little bit. You can scroll, uh, call 800-734-9524. Let me say that number again. 800-734-9524. 800-734-9524. Check them out. They're terrific. Sorry, guys. Just the bottom cut off a little bit. Okay, um, getting back to debunking misinformation, which is what we're doing, and yet again, the communists on the left claim they're doing while promoting misinformation. So, um, you know, Geraldo was on The Five yesterday and uh, was puzzled as to why Jesse Waters and others on the panel would question uh, the COVID mitigation measures in the United States while we have an open border on the South and people are bringing in COVID. You know, eh, well, that's not happening. He was like losing his mind, like, you know, how dare you? He always says that. How dare you? That's usually when I double down when Geraldo says I dare you because it usually means information's about to come his way and he doesn't like it. Um, so here's an article in The Federalist being the newsletter today. Again, facts, they matter. As border apprehensions, apprehensions surge, migrant COVID cases jump 900% in the Rio Grande Valley sector. Covered this on my Fox show this weekend too. You know how we know that? Um, because they test some people. That's... So you're, you're trying to do everything to get rid of misinformation if you're Heidi Byrick and bigot Angelo Corazon. You're trying to get rid of misinformation. You're trying to put masks on kids if you're the Biden administration, but you're doing nothing about COVID just walking across the southern border. We're supposed to take you, we're supposed to take you seriously? <laughs> sure. Take a seat over there. There's a seat over there. It's actually not. Justin took it, but there used to be a seat over there. Now Justin uses it. Talking about crazy misinformation and nutty stuff. Did you see this article by Barry Weiss yesterday in her Substack, Common Sense with Barry Weiss? Just when you think we have reached maximum crazy, like clearly this is the event horizon. One more step, we're in the black hole. You read a story like this. Again, be in my newsletter. Read this. This is worth your time. Medical schools are now denying biological sex. Professors are apologizing for saying male and female. Students are policing teachers. 
This is what it looks like when activism takes over medicine. You know, I'm doing my best to create a parallel economy. We are going to need a parallel information economy too. I'm not kidding. I'm not hyperbolic here. There are a lot of conservative billionaires out there. It's not good enough to create our own tech. We need our own universities. We need our own medical schools. I'm not kidding to get away from this craziness. By the way, this has had very real malicious effects on actual patients. I'll get to that in a second. But this is from a student. She says, when sex is acknowledged by her instructors, it's portrayed as a social contract construct, not a biological reality, the student said. In a lecture on transgender health, an instructor declared biological sex, sexual orientation, and gender are all constructs. They're constructs we've created. Really? The, the uterus? Is that a construct too? What about the thing downstairs that, you know, sticks out rather than goes? Is that a construct? Am I imagining that? When I'm sitting there in the shower, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that. That's my imagination. What is that thing? I don't I, Last time I checked, it was real. Uh, Paula can probably vouch for me. It is real. Just saying, just throwing that out there. She goes on. In other words, some of the country's top medical students are being taught that humans are not like other mammals, a species comprising two sexes. This is it medical school? One of these doctors is going to get you killed. The notion of sex they are learning is just a man made creation. Hmm, well, I, I mean, we. I know, oh, I know, Joe. Dude. I know this is, I know. Joe, Joe's like, dude, really? Oh, yeah. He's like, it's Wednesday. I'm, I'm, I, my brain was doing fine. I'm recovering from years of being a musician <laughs> and some hard part. I didn't need this right now. Joe's no. thinking about a Silobison trip to Sparks. He's like, you just made me 10 IQ points dumber. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. I did not mean to do this. But this is where this gets even worse because for as insane as this story is, um, one of these doctors one day um, will get you killed. And the irony of this is if they learn this insane garbage that men and women, it's just a construct, uh, is that the people most at risk are actual transgender people from the, how? Well, read the second part of this. This is in the Substack, Barry Weiss. Read this. It's in my newsletter. This story is insane. So in 2019, the New England Journal of Medicine reported on a case of a 32-year-old transgender man it's a woman, obviously, who went to the ER complaining of abdominal pain. While the patient disclosed he was transgender, his medical records did not. He was listed as simply a man. So the triage nurse determined that the patient who was obese was in pain because he stopped taking a medication meant to relieve hypertension. This was no emergency, the nurse decided. And because he was listed as a man, the nurse was wrong. The patient was, in fact, pregnant and in labor. By the time the hospital staff realized that, it was too late. The baby was dead, and the patient, despite his, it's her, despite his own shock at being pregnant, was shattered. Law of unintended consequences, folks. You teach uh, sex is a construct in a so-called science school of medicine. Who gets hurt? The people you think you're protecting. So, on a lighter note, big controversies broken out, as I predicted. Joe Biden the other day gave a little quick uh, press avail after getting off Marine One, headed back to the White House. And he walked up to the press, and this has turned into a uh, big controversy. I'm kidding. It's not a big It's just hilarious how stupid the left is. So, a lot of people believe Joe Biden told people, my butt's been wiped. Check this out for those who missed it. Must it be a reconciliation? What must be what? So there's a lot of speculation out there if Joe Biden said to the reporter, my butt's been wiped. Folks, he did not say his butt's been wiped. It was funny. It's a joke, you leftist idiots. But because it's a joke and it's at Joe Biden's expense, who is obviously mentally compromised at this point, the left always has to jump in uh, to play defense. So they use the media because they are leftists, they're propagandists to do that. I predicted on my show that even though it's an obvious joke, the guy didn't tell anyone his butt has been wiped, and we laughed about it, the left, who are losers, and have nothing else to do other than to protect the regime in power like sycophantic, acolyte, butt-kissing losers, I predicted on my show that, of course, the fact-checkers would have to come in to say, Biden didn't say that his butt's been wiped. You doubt me? Here's from the uh, Monday. Check this out. Did he just not say my butt's been wiped? Listen, I'm sure he said something. 
it's funny. I know you got lead stories and fact checkers. What's her name? Dana Ford, probably, uh, clawing, foaming at the mouth. She's got her pink hat on, screaming at the sky. Fact check, false. Joe Biden didn't say his butt's been wiped. We get it. It's a joke, you losers. <laughs> that was on Monday. Did I not call it? The verdict is in. Dan Bongino called it. Here we go. Here's CNN fact checker Dan Dale, one of the legendary zeros on on Twitter. Dan Dale, since this is going viral in MAGA circles, no, Biden didn't talk about his butt. A reporter shouted over the copter noise. Must it be in reconciliation? Biden shouted, shouted, what must be what? Ironically, one of the possible answers we even discussed. It's a joke. You you complete zero. It wasn't just Dan Dale from CNN, no. AP had to get in on this, too. Post a tribute false quotes to Biden. <laughs> During reporter These are real. Not just AP and CNN. It's Snopes, too. Did Biden say my butt's been wiped? It's a joke, you idiots. Are you this to Dan Evan from Snopes? You, you actually... <laughs> My butt's been, these people are so predictable. These fact checkers are so, it is so. <laughs> they are, they are, my gosh. Any sentient beings in this universe or another must look at these fact checkers and be like, what a bunch of losers. It doesn't end there. Matt Palumbo, who has an amazing book coming out on George Soros, which I'm going to be talking about soon. I'm going to blow your mind. He is my resident actual fact checker at Bongino.com, where we don't check whose butt's been wiped. And uh, he wrote a piece about PolitiFact's worst fact checker. Who, who, who This is one of the worst fact checks you'll ever see. And that's saying a lot for this guy, Tom Kircher. I'll show you him in a minute. This guy is, again, talk about legendary zeros. In the Zero Olympics, this guy is definitely a contender for the silver or gold. For the zero Olympics for fact checkers. Here was Kamala Harris, um, of course, stirring uh, what they would call misinformation about the vaccine a little while ago. Ch check this out, Kamala Harris. So let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's OK. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. you got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's consensus this is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and the administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should that we should take it, I'm not taking it. So there you go. Um, you know, the same administration telling us how wonderful the vaccine is, all this other stuff, saying the exact opposite. But notice, uh, what's her name? Heidi Byreich or whatever, and uh, known bigot Angelo Corso. And they're not attacking those two. They're celebrating those two. That, by their own definition, would be vaccine misinformation. So, of course, given that we played their own words, Tom Kircher, the world's worst fact checker, um, had to jump on the case and uh, incredibly try to let me just read what Matt wrote, because this is just bizarre, even by uh, PolitiFact standards here. Matt says, so she's skeptical of taking the vaccine. And Tom Kircher incredibly manages to, to interpret this as having a problem with the logistics. This is insane. Uh, he talks about how the Facebook racket works here. She did not mention anything about the logistics. Kamala Harris attacked the vaccine. Is she right or is she wrong? Now, Kircher, who's again, check him out here. He's PolitiFact. Here's a photo of his own photo up at PolitiFact. This is, again, the world's worst fact checker, Tom Kircher. Um, it's incredible how we use her own words, questioning the vaccine, the efficacy of the vaccine, which by their standards, not mine, you should be able to question anything, is misinformation. And yet when we play their own words, the fact checkers like Tom Kircher have to run through the fence and say, no, no, she's not questioning the vaccine. She's questioning the logistics. This is, again, the world's worst fact checker. This is how we block these people instantly, by the way. 
Hey, one last thing I wanted to end with um, is my the death threats for the day. Not that I want to leave you in a better, but showing you how crazy these people are. We have Michael Anton on the radio show uh, today who wrote that great piece I talked about yesterday on the show. And uh, I said to you that, uh, you know, just know confidently that you're on the right side of history. You are. Uh, we don't wish ill on other people. The left does. We think liberals are people with bad ideas. Liberals think we're bad people with ideas. Hence the death threats and the anger. And I said on the end of my radio show yesterday that if you just put my name and cancer or anything like that in a Twitter search function, you'll see thousands of liberals who wish me dead because they're sick, deranged sociopaths like Angelo Corazon, the, the bigot. So just to prove to you yesterday, Stephen Crowder, who is a friend, is having some serious medical issues right now. So he posted a photo of himself in the hospital on Twitter. And here are the responses. These are, this is at uh, Baylor07 on Twitter. He says, are the Dems taking out the greatest voices of the conservative movement? Rush, Bongino, and now Crowder? Change my mind. Then at Burrow Baba responds, is Bongino on his way out too? Nice. Listen, man, whatever. I mean. I have a thin skin, but I have a thick skin for this stuff. It's just the left. It's, they're just, they're violent, sociopathic. They, they, would, they really do want you dead. And you, when you understand that and you stop trying to deal with them as normal people, you'll save yourself a lot of mental energy in the end. You are on the right moral arc of history. The sick people are them. Very sick. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to my Rumble account. And tomorrow... At rumble.com slash Bongino. That's my Rumble account. Submit your questions. Well, how does it work? It's Thursday's show. They typically put their questions in? The whole week? Okay. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino. Subscribe. It's free. That's the our conservative alternative to YouTube for free speech. Watch my videos. If you comment underneath the video and you have a question, we're going to do an Ask Dan Bongino segment on Friday. It did very well last week. Put your questions by commenting on any video. Gia will look through them. We'll pick a few questions, all right? Rumble.com slash Bongino. Subscribe today. See you on the radio show in a little while. Thanks for tuning in. You just heard Dan Bongino.